Oye, eloeleros, I party. Tragos party, that is. The Tragos party games are here and they are the party games for Latinos. Created by a dynamic team of Latinas, Tragos Game and Get Loud, don't you love the name, were designed to connect Latinos of all generations and backgrounds, celebrating the similarities shared among all Latinos through hilarious gameplay. Whether playing Tragos, a drinking party game for adults, or engaging the whole familia in the competitive Get Loud, these games are guaranteed to bring fun to your holidays this year. Tragos Game and Get Loud are both easy to play and can be enjoyed with two or more players. And guess what, mi gente? They are available at all Targets nationwide and on Target.com. They're also accessible on Amazon. Go to Amazon and look for Tragos Game Also, look for the episode of Latinos Out Loud where we interview founder Carolina and head of marketing Aralis of the Tragos family. I party! Yo te lo dije. Yo, 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 yo! Holiday, yo, 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 yo. It is the holiday season and Latinos Out Loud, well, we love being the bearer of gifts. We do. Move over, Santa, because I like gift giving just as much as you do. And I've got a whole sleigh full of guests today. And we are going to slay this show. Yes, we are. <laughs> I'm feeling so corny today. I'm in the holiday spirit like a mofo. I'm wearing my, like red plaid pleated holiday outfit today for you eloeleros and for me i definitely got dressed for myself today and shout out to my son's school who had a very joyous donuts and dreidels breakfast for hanukkah happy hanukkah everybody it is the first day of hanukkah as we record this and tonight woocha going home for some hanukkah dinner hanukkah harry is in the building and so will the potato latkes and every other uh jewish cuisine item that my mother's going to whip up for us. My mother also likes to add a little bit of Dominicanism to the Jewish plate, so I cannot wait to see what appears on the table tonight. Probably some arroz con gandules or something or other. We're a very multicultural household, and that's always reflected on the table. Um, so I'm sending out wishes of joy to all of the eloeleros. I did tell myself one different thing for this holiday season, and feel me on this before I introduce my amazing guest who's sitting to my left. This holiday season season, I made a vow. I am going to laugh my way through the holiday season. You know why, Eloeleros? Because truth be told, I, for one, I feel like I get a lot of stress around this time of year. I get stressed out from the Christmas lists, from the kids, because they want every single new toy. And, you know, my little one wants LeBron James to come to the crib for Christmas. And You know, I don't know, I might have to dress up like him or something, um, but that's not going to happen unless you're listening, LeBron James, and you'd like to make a pit stop on the Upper East Side of New York. My little one, Benji, is obsessed with you, loves you. So shout out to LeBron James and all the little ones that think that they can be him. Um, yeah, and uh, also get him to come to the crib for Christmas. I don't know if that happens, but I get stressed out. You know, I get stressed from the budgeting, the events, the outfits, what to cook, what to bring, too much to drink, too much coquito. That coquito goes right to the hips, baby. I'm telling you. So 
I'm trying to balance it all. And as I've said in the beginning, in episode one of 375 that we've done already for Latinos Out Loud, laughter is the best medicina. You know the bachata, medicina de amor, quiero de ti. Medicina is laughter. And laughter is what we bring here at Latinos Out Loud. Laughter and empowerment. Um, I always talk about this, y'all, the triple E effect, which it sounds like a wrestling thing. The triple E effect, brother. No, it's also enlightenment, education, and entertainment. And that's also what we bring here at Latinos Out Loud. And my guest today, well, he's going to bring it. He already brought it. We've been talking about, like, his life behind the scenes. And you know him from things like On My Block, and now you know him from the amazing film At The Gates. Please put your hands together for Ezekiel or Ezequiel Pacheco. What up, Zeke? What's up? Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> Thanks so much for being here. I really appreciate you. I did not just name him Zeke. He told me that that's also a nickname that he goes by. Because mm -hmm. Ezekiel, first of all, that's a biblical name, yeah. right? And I do have a friend named Ezekiel. We call him Easy. I call him Ezequiel because I just love the way it sounds in Spanish. Ezequiel. That's a nice name, yeah. What do people call you? Like Ezekiel. Ezekiel. But, um, or Zeke. Mostly Zeke. Zeke. It's just a long name, you know? Again, like I told you this before, when I hear Zeke, I think of like Harley Davidson, like Harley Davidson driver, like <laughs> big tattoos and, you know, like, get out of my way. I'm Zeke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I used to hate my name growing up though. Like, it's I okay. didn't, I don't know. It just, it was too strong. Like, but now that I'm older, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. Listen, it sounds like a movie star name. I was just going to say that. <laughs> I was just going to say it's okay. Oh my God, you took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> no, because, like, first of all, you are a movie star, number one. God and it's just, you. it's the name of a movie star. Mm -hmm. Like, it's such, I could see your star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame right now, Ezekiel Pacheco. Can I put that out in the I universe? See that too. Is it too premature? Yeah, I don't know. No, I it's see not. It. <laughs> okay, I'm putting that out there for the both of us, and I better be invited to the ceremony because I'm just saying I put it out in the universe. I I'm gonna have in part of attraction that. as well. So, so do I. Okay, I'm so glad you're here. You don't live here. No. You're based in LA. Yeah, it's right in Watts. Watts. You know where Watts is at? I don't. No? Tell me. You don't know. You know South LA though, yeah. A little bit. I mean, okay. I've been You've to been LA, LA, but like not with the vatos locos para siempre. You know? <laughs> Tell me about Watts. Yeah, Watts is a beautiful little city. In South LA, it's a uh, comes with a lot of crime and a lot of violence, but mm. you know it's a it's what got me here today. Built me with a lot of strength. Um, yeah, I grew up selling ice cream there with my parents around the projects and uh, by Jordan Downs. Um, during my premiere, I had uh, the Watts Towers on my pants. I I bring Watts with me everywhere. You represent. Yeah, one hundred percent. I love that. So that's who made you. How'd you get out of Watts? So in Watts. I'm looking Still forward. Still in Watts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still representing. So you're a hero, I assume, in your community. I mean, I don't know if a hero, but I'm trying my best to be the best example I can be and, you know, lift people up with the, all the adversity I've been through in my life. Um, yeah, just trying to push on and trying to get a good message out there. And, you know, there's a lot of kids out there looking up to me, so I'm just trying to be the best example I can be. Okay, so you're a perfect guest for Latinos Out Loud. I'm very grateful for this. I can't wait to open this community chest up of emotions, 
of feelings around DACA, mm -hmm. around feelings of immigration and our rights or lack thereof, and how that translated into this film, this masterpiece, At the Gates. Tell the Eloeleros a little bit about At the Gates and then tell us about your experience and how close this film was to home for you. Yeah, At the Gates is a story about a mom and a son. She's a housekeeper and she helps out the Bears family played by Miranda Otto, Sadie Stanley, and Noah Wiley. Um, yeah, so we go to this house and go help them out for the day. I'm about to go to college, but I decided to go help my mom out for a few days. So when we get there, everything's going fine. It's just a regular day. My character, Nico, hasn't really seen a house like this. He comes from a very poor area in East LA. It's a big mansion. Yeah. Security Beautiful cameras, house. intercoms everywhere. So he's just not used to seeing stuff like that, you know, just like myself. Um, so throughout the day, we finally end the day, and then ICE starts the immigration raids, just like it happened in Florida with SB 1718. Um, so they're looking for Nico and Anna, played by Vanessa Benavente, who does a beautiful job, by the way. Um, the Bears family convinces us to stay. My character is a little sus about it because he doesn't know these people are trying to keep them hostage, almost like a personal slave kind of thing, or if there's actually immigration raids. And throughout the movie, you see that. Also, another topic that's touched in the film is the fact that, you know how in the world there'll be like a certain issue going on and everyone will get behind that issue and politics start and people will start like dividing themselves and like, oh, this is right, that's wrong. And, you know, but if the moment came to pass, would you actually help these people out if they're in need? You know what I'm saying? Everyone on social media does a hashtag and posts stuff on their stories, but would you really... Would you really, yeah, would you really be there for those people? And so this is kind of a little Shoshana and Glorious Bastards, you know, um, the diary of Anne Frank. Like, it conjures up a lot for me. So they kind of hide you yeah. in this room. Yeah, in the cellar. The, yeah, in the basement. Yeah, in the basement. And so this film, being a DACA recipient, this had to have resonated with you. There's, I mean, I just, I hear a tuning fork and, like, uh, that sound just resonating throughout the entire experience for you mm -hmm. while shooting this film. Tell me about that. Like, is it a dichotomy or is it a convergence? But tell me about like those feelings that maybe you had to suppress while on set or did you conjure them up to fuel you to play Nico? Yeah, definitely fueled up, you know, all the adversities just fueled me up to that moment. You know, I've been waiting for that for so long to be the lead of a movie. And I was just very grateful for my director, Augustus Bernstein, to giving me that platform, you know. But, um, yeah, you know, I'm under DACA. You know, I grew up an immigrant. I was born in Guerrero, Mexico. Mexico. Yeah, 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 that's right. And then I was brought here when I was one. So I grew up in, in L.A. all my life. I didn't know I was an immigrant until I was like four or five because I didn't understand. And then my mom said, you know, you can't even go to your own country. So I was like, I didn't understand. I just don't know what that meant. Like, so, yeah, I was kind of like rough growing up because I didn't have the same, like, privileges as, like, most of my peers and um, yeah, that was rough growing up until DACA came around. I didn't even think I was gonna go to college because you couldn't go to college before the DACA program or even get a job. Like I would have probably had to work construction or something. I don't even know. I don't know what I would have done. But um, yeah, that that's portrayed really beautifully in the film. Like I wanna represent a lot of those people that have that struggle or under the DACA program or are immigrants. I just didn't want to stereotype anything. You know, Hollywood stereotypes us a lot, mm -hmm. even though, yes, I am playing the immigrant, but like, it's, that's basically like the first layer. Like, 
my character has many more layers than everyone else on set. The actors portrayed their parts very beautifully. You know, that mindset of I won't be able to go to college hurts. Yeah. I don't know, personally. Uh, you know, education is such a real, it's a really important pillar in my family and in my upbringing, being the daughter of a teacher. I myself am a teacher. I teach at the college level on the side. Really? Yeah. Wow, what school? Oh, Brooklyn College. What, really? what? CUNY represents. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Look at him flipping it on me. <laughs> you want to do the interview and go ahead, Ezekiel. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm always down for a what good do you Q&A. Teach? Great question. So I used to teach multicultural marketing, but starting in another month, drum roll, I'm going to begin teaching advanced radio and podcasting wow. to undergraduate students who have already taken the prerequisite of an intro to radio and podcasting. So these these are kids that are ready, ready, like sleeves rolled up, shovel in hand, podcast heave ho, podcast heave ho. Okay. Is that the first class like that? No, so it's it's fairly new, but I'm not the first. I'm okay. not the first to teach it, but I'm the first loca to teach it. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Well, congrats um, on that. Thank you, Ezekiel. <laughs> this is so fun, and I just really love your spirit. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. We could talk about me all day, and I wouldn't mind it, <laughs> but we're not going to. Um, I want to talk more about you and your journey, which is already hitting some, like, chords, of emotion in my heart, you're pulling at the heartstrings. Cause again, for someone to tell me that at one point in their life, they didn't think they can go to college and they'd have to become a, a construction worker um, or some sort of blue collared worker, is heartbreaking. How does that exist in this country in the 21st century? I'm just, I'm just not sure. Um, but film and art help us communicate messages mm. of, education and letting the country know like w that this still exists so i mentioned before this show likes to do the triple e effect brother that's right enlighten <laughs> education <laughs> the whole colgan impersonation <laughs> <laughs> we educate we enlighten we empower baby yeah <laughs> i would like to know from this film <laughs> <laughs> How did those three buckets, or what were those three buckets like for you during the film? So in other words, what enlightened you, what educated you, and what entertained you about At The Gates, either the script or the process or the final product, which is out now? Uh, let me know how the triple E effect affected you. Well, the entertainment part was the fact that the film's a thriller. Yeah, it's not just like a regular drama. So the people really like enjoy that aspect of the film and then the education part of it was like just being able to do my first film like I had, I had been envisioning that for so long and now that I was there I was like this is perfect timing for me and now I'm able to learn from like Noah Wiley, Miranda, Vanessa, Sadie, Jack like all these people and Augustus everyone was just so kind to me and they gave me the respect as a leading man which is very great for me because you want to be comfortable on set you know and it was also like my space like every time I act, it doesn't. It's not just that I memorize my lines and like go for it. This is not my thing. Like, it costs me a little bit of my mind and like my peace. But I'm willing to sacrifice that if it reflects truth back to you. Like also the movie's universal. It doesn't just have to be Latino, Salvadorians, like brown people. Like it could be anybody that reflects with that story. You know. It's a beautiful story. Yeah. It has its moments, but it's impactful. Anybody could watch this film. Everybody should. Now, okay, I heard on an interview that when you got this role, 
You were working at Amazon. Mm-hmm. I had, a <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I was, um, I was working at Amazon for a little bit, like a year. I had just gotten off this big high from on my block. I had like eight lines probably in the whole show, and I blew up, and like I got like a hundred and like seventy thousand followers in like three days. Bingo. And then the pandemic came, and I kind of thought I was like, oh, I'm here now. Like I just my ego got really inflated. I just didn't know. Like when you're the first one to do things like this, you just don't know, especially coming from from where I come from. Just, I don't know, it's like a drug almost, you know? And, like, um, that dopamine effect is crazy. So, like, it just got to my ego. And then the pandemic came, and I wasn't getting any work. I had no money. It was, like, a rough time for me. And uh, I had to go work at Amazon with my best friend, Alex and Joel. And uh, we were just dropping off packages. And I was, like, super, like, I was, like, bro, what is going on? This is, like, stupid. Like, what am I doing? I shouldn't even, like, be acting. Like, what am I doing? This is just so stupid. I just got, like lost like all that like confidence that I thought I had and then but there was something in my mind like telling me like I was like I'm gonna get something by the end of the year I'm gonna book my first movie I just felt it even in times where like I felt like sorry for myself like I always knew I was gonna do something big so it sounds like you manifest it sounds like you put things out in the universe and the universe is answering you yeah thanks to the grace of God like I keep getting blessed a lot and uh, just asking for a lot of a lot and he always gives it to me even if it comes to challenges or, you know. So what was that like? Because that must have been a hell of an Amazon package being delivered to you <laughs> when you got the news of the role. Yeah. Like, were you like, Amazon Prime, I'm out! You know, that I had just <laughs> left Amazon. <laughs> and uh, I had left Amazon like two weeks and before I got the film. And then I got into like a car accident. I know. And then I had to go back to Amazon. I was like, bro, fuck. Dude, no way. And then I got the audition. I was like, whoa, like, let me check it out. And then I was like, I'm going to book this. This is for me. Yes. I'm going to finally get it. And then I met Augustus and me and him just connected. And then we got lunch and we just ended up being like good buddies. And now we're like best friends. I'm, I'm with him like a lot. He's always there for me. And um, he, uh, I didn't hear back from the film for like a week and a half. And I was, I was just stressed that week um, with the car accident, trying to make some money. And then finally, I was dropping off a package, and I get an email. I said, congratulations. I just remember, like, throwing the package, and I ran back to my car, <laughs> and I was, like, screaming. And I was, like, call my parents, and, you know, they started crying. And I remember my dad's, like, you know, my skin got chills. Like, and then it's just, like, a lot of adversity I had been through at the time that uh, just feels nice, you know, when, you, when all that pain finally pays off. But also knew, like, I wasn't there yet. Like, I haven't made it yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't satisfy me. Like, I want more. Um, I wonder, I have a big question. Yes. You know, like, even the big celebrities, even, like, the big stars that have decades of work under their belts, like, do they ever feel like they're there yet? You know, like, can one in this field ever feel like they're there? Because I'll just talk about me for a second. Like, I don't have decades and decades of experience under my belt, but I feel like I'm so far from there. Like, I wake up every morning and I'm like, okay, how many things can I do today to get me closer to there? Because mm -hmm. we're not there yet, but, like, how many things do I have to do in one day in order to get there, and will I ever feel like I'm there? Right. At this rate, I don't think so, but is that a good thing or a bad thing? I mean, that just means you're starving for this, you know? Oh, like, yeah. I'm super hungry for this. Like, super I just, hungry. 
and like I'm very grateful for all the gifts I've gotten from life and this film and whatnot. But you know, I want more. Like I just want more. I don't want to stop. Like a lot of actors, a lot of people just kind of get satisfied with the little they get. And uh, you know, I just did like my interview with CBS yesterday. How'd it go? It went really well. Good. I can't wait for people to watch that. I and, can't wait to see it. You know, I'm just very honest about you know my life and all the challenges I've been through. You know, I don't. You know, I don't just talk to talk like I just try to be as honest as possible because I know a lot of people relate to that. like my fan base is like back to that thing like I had to delete that account because I was like I need to restart over and like prove it to myself that I'm really like about it and like and now I've started over again uh, obviously my account is smaller now but I don't want that fame getting to my head like now I'm able to see through the veil of fame and like all the attention like mm. you know you go back to your room you're alone you know what I'm saying and like yeah. it doesn't really uh just because you got fame doesn't mean you're, like, saved. So, but, yeah, like, my fan base is, like, a lot of the hopeless people, the empty people that, you know, they don't want to be here just like me, you know. And uh, I just try to pass that message on as much as possible. Like, I'm not just trying to do this for fame or that. Like, I also got to take care of my family through this and the people I love. Um, yeah, I'm just, I represent more than just the immigrants and the Mexicans and the Latinos, which I'm very grateful to represent my people. But, you know, you can be black, white, or you can come from wherever. And, like, I'll represent you because I've been through a lot. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like a voice for the voiceless at the moment. I love that. A voice for the voiceless. Yes, let that marinate. Mm -hmm. You're very mature, I have to say. <laughs> and it does take a level of maturity to see past the desire of fame and to understand what it means to be doing, like, what you're doing now. You are a voice. You have a torch in your hand. Mm -hmm. You know, it's this imaginary torch. And it feels good to pass it down every now and then. But then you're like, wait, I need it back. I'm still still <laughs> carrying it. And I still got a lot to run. You know, like <laughs> this Hollywood Olympian that you are. I would like to talk about your start. I would like to talk about the beginning, beginning. Like even before On My Block. When did you get the acting itch or bug or whatever they call it? I mean, I never wanted to be an actor. It's not something Same I like. No, nah, I didn't. <laughs> I never, never thought I'd be an actor ever. So this how this like, happened? I was, <laughs> I was nineteen, and uh, yeah, I was nineteen, and my dad heard an ad on the radio for this studio called AGB Studios. Okay. At the time, I was in like community college, like trying to figure it out, and like I was like, "What the hell am I gonna do?" Like, so my dad heard this ad on the radio. He signs up my little brother, who acts as well, too. Oh, really? How old is your little brother? 18. Shout uh, out to my little brother, Kenny. All right, I, what up, Kenny? <laughs> I, um, yeah, he's fired, too. Um, fired? He's like, he's, he's a good actor. He's great. He's oh, also a like, better man like than you me. You fired him or no, something? No, 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 no. He's fired. Like, he's fired. Oh, he's, he's like, cool. Fired. He's like, ill. Fuego, like, fuego, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, uh, you're funny. Thank you. I, uh, <laughs> That means a lot. I love your sense of humor. Thank you. I, uh, some people do, some people don't. You know, it's you know. Making yeah, me I laugh. I am. I. Uh, <laughs> I uh, <laughs> so yeah, my dad heard the ad on the radio. He signs up my little brother. And the day we want to go audition him, there's like, like 500 kids, 200 kids. I don't know, a lot of kids. And uh, my brother got in. I think only like 20 people get in. And go then Kenny. the day I want to go drop them off, my mom had asked if they take like 19 year olds and uh, they said no, it was like too late. And either way, like they don't take adults. And 
the day I want to go drop him off, some kid dropped out of the program, and the school director, Marcelo, shout out to Marcelo, he offered me the spot. And, I, and then I was like, and my mom's like, do it. And I was like, nah, I'm, I'm good. Like, I don't want to do that. Like, it's but just. She said no. Yeah, I just said no. I was just, what, being an actor was like cheesy to me. Like, it just, also, I don't really see people like me on screen, you know? So well, I was like, that's a big note. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, for what? Like, and then my mom just convinced me right there in the spot. So then I did it. And then next thing you know, like I got agents and my little brother got agents. And But I thought I was going to like start booking stuff right away. It didn't really work that way. Mm. Um, I had to learn a lot about the craft and learn how to, you know, hold my superpower. You know what I'm saying? The, this gift I've gotten. And then, you know, I started learning. And then I met Shia LaBeouf, who is another mentor of mine. He, who taught me a lot about the craft and took me under his wing and just showed me like what true acting is and then you know then I started like booking stuff like the first plane I ever got on was when I was 21 and I went to Utah the Sundance Labs I and then yeah and like it was the first time I got away from like LA and like and it was Utah, Utah. cold ass yeah. Utah <laughs> yeah. dang son but it was so beautiful like <laughs> And, like, my first time on a plane, I was like, oh, like, acting's, like, bringing me more than just, like, this, whatever it is. Like, Oh, that's a lovely way to look at it. Yeah. yeah. And I met Ed Harris there. Hello. And then he mentors me now, too. He was at our premiere. And, and he, he, when I was at Amazon, I had emailed him. And I was like, yo, like, how do you keep your artistic knife so sharpened out of all these years? Like, And he called me. We were on the phone for, like, two hours. And then... He like signed me up for an acting school at the Imagine Life Studio with Steve Tidesor and Diana Castle, and he just sees a lot of potential in me, and um, he thinks I'm going to be one of the next great ones, which I believe as well. You know, I Shai believe too. It. And like, so I'm just trying to keep myself grounded and you know keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? And uh, work really hard and keep myself grounded, like I said. Ezekiel, you're great. Thank you're you. really great. I like that. across many facets, from what I've read about you, from what I've heard, and from the talent that I've seen on screen. I mean, who am I? <laughs> you know, who am I? No, but like, I'm just important. telling you. <laughs> thank you for saying that. But I'm just telling you, as someone on the outside looking at you and admiring you, there's just so much to admire, and I just can't wait to see how it all unfolds. I can't wait to see your career unravel for all of us it just got started and you played a leading man (laughs) yeah i'm very very blessed and go mom i have to say go mom for pushing you (laughs) to do that acting school with your brother and how joyous is it to also have the family the connection of your brother and you in this world together do you guys bond over that do you share secrets with each other do you, are you each other's readers for self-tapes and such? <laughs> yeah he does help me with my auditions but you know my little brother's like the most important person to me you know like i try oh, to be the most so the best man i can be and uh you know because every sibling you have you're married to them you know so i just try to stay strong for him any adversity that he's seen me go through I muscle it out and, you know, keep going forward. Um, I'm looking forward to the day I get to buy my parents a house and give him a better life. And, you know, like, we don't, we don't, I don't come from money or anything. You know, like, we live in a store. I still live with my family. Like, I could have moved out a long time ago with the acting money, but I decided to give that money to my parents. Anytime they need it, I give it to them. Are you guys listening or watching this? Are you not as moved as I am right now? I don't mean to interrupt, but go on. You're such a good egg. 
What a holiday gift. <laughs> a good okay. egg. Really are. I love that. I, uh, You're like the brown organic ones <laughs> from Trader Joe's. The you know? Not organic. just because of your skin color. No. Because they're brown and they're organic and those are the healthy ones. I, and they're uh, expensive. They're more expensive than the white ones. Yeah. I'm just saying. You're one of those good good eggs. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I'm just, you know, <clears throat> been through a lot in my life and I'm looking forward to yeah, buying my house, like I said, and, you know, get us out of the situation we're in. You know, like, we, we deal with a lot all the time. Like, my dad was assaulted at gunpoint, like, a few months ago. Okay. And he took our, like, rent money. Okay. And, like, um, what? It's just, like, shit going on all the time. And, like, in L.A.? He yeah, was... where I'm at, like, it's it's rough. You know what I'm saying? It's a rough neighborhood. Sorry. And, like, I mean. Is your dad okay? I mean, yeah, he's fine. It's just, you know, a lot of things happen. Like, it's just because I have a movie out and, like, have a lot of things out there for me doesn't mean I'm out here, like, living this Hollywood lavish life. Like, I should try to be as honest as possible. Mm. We got our register stolen, like, two days ago. Some guy just came in with the gun and like took a register. Like there's like so a lot of sh- the ice cream shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just crazy shit that goes on in time. You know what I'm saying? And like growing up in Watts was like rough because you're gonna get picked on or you gotta protect yourself. And like I would like get in trouble in a lot of school for like fighting and like protecting myself because you know if you're not you're gonna get bullied and I'm not gonna let that happen because then it gets worse. You know and like I don't fight anymore. But you know just if things get crazy around there, like you had you have, to. I mean, I'm try- I don't want to. All right, I'm yeah, just saying. Yeah, no, I mean, if you got to defend my parents, I like, you know, of course, but trying to be the best example for like kids out there and like, you know, just be the bigger person and, you know, keep it moving. Sometimes that's just ego. I don't want my ego getting the best of me because then when it does, like, I just change and, you know, things get rough a lot of time. Like, even during the strike, like, it was rough. Like, just, you know, not working. I'm just like, finally, we got the movie out there, but, you know, I want my next movie now. I want to do like an A24 movie or, you know, I'm the lead of a big show. I, I, I'd rather do movies, though, to be honest. Yeah, let's play the game now of uh, what do you want to do next. Um, if you had a magic wand, what would some of the projects look like? Well, I believe this is going to happen. I'm just going to book more movies, more leads, and, like, work with, like, DiCaprio and Denzel. Yeah. You know, all these big actors that I've looked up to for so long, you know, Ed Harris. I'll work with Shia again. Um you said Noah Wiley's also now mentoring you as well. Yeah, he's a, he's a good man. That's Very. amazing. We know Noah Wiley way back from like, well, I do, from ER. That's where I fell in love <laughs> with his acting. But now, I mean, he's a huge, he writes, he produces, he also directs. And uh, I, I watched an interview that you did with him. And I just really saw like that evolution of Noah Wiley too, having been following his career for quite some time now. He has his pulse on writing styles, directing styles. And he was talking about that toggling of being an actor and then also just being that director on set and how he modulates between the two. It was quite interesting to hear. Um, but it's also interesting to hear how many mentors you have and the importance of mentorship in this space, right? Um, I hope that you also pay that forward because I can also see you being quite the mentor to a younger Ezekiel. Yeah, 100% one day, you know, like Noah's a good man. Like all these mentors I have, like they all have one thing in common, which is humility. You know, coming from where I come from, like it's very easy to have your ego inflated, but like they've done so much and they're still very humble and also confident at the same time, you know, but they move with grace with it. So um, I'm just trying to keep that mentality going. And without a doubt, I'm going to be amongst the best one day. I'm just going to keep working hard and keep moving forward. I'm really impressed uh, Mm -hmm. just by, you know, you in in real life. Like I was impressed by your skill and everything that I saw before today, but seeing your, your spirit, your soul in real life, it's, it's amazing. 
Um, I would like to talk about not only future goals, but like, let's talk about the 10 year plan, the 20 year plan. What do you see aside from booking the big roles? Um, do you see anything else you want to direct? Do you want to write quite possibly? Hmm. Anything like that in Ezekiel's future? I haven't really thought that far ahead. I just know one day I'm going to be at the top and I don't want to lose that hunger. Um, but maybe maybe directing would be cool one day. I would like to write some stuff. I'm not a good writer, but um, I got people now that can write for me and help me write my ideas. I've always wanted to play my dad in a film. Oh, like, tell me why. Me. I mean, my dad's story is just, you know, very tragic and sad and like just a lot of things I saw growing up and you know, I love my father. He's like my he's my hero, you know. Uh he's we haven't always had it easy and I see him get up at five AM every day to work and he's just a great example for me and my brother, you know, and he always ha held the house down and I know it's gonna get passed down to me really soon. So I'm just uh you know, I'd like to play him in a film one day and have someone play me and my brother can play maybe that younger version of me. That'd be kinda cool. Um but yeah, I would just like to keep doing this and like I, I just think I have like a gift for this and like I'm able to like change a lot of lives through my craft. Even though this is not something I wanted to do. Like I know it's like bigger than me. Um so if it gets to like inspire people and like save someone's life and like give them hope, like I'll I'll, I'll be very grateful for that, you know. But I have no doubt like I'm gonna have a lot of money one day too. And like <laughs> I, I want I want so much money. I don't even know what to do with that one point. And like just help out my family with that and uh for security reasons too. It's not just, you know, for luxury. But I don't wanna lose that hunger, like I said. I wanna have a long legacy ahead of me. Um, I'm pretty convinced that you will. <laughs> I think everybody listening to this or watching this is also convinced. Um, I guess my last question is I know you're young. But this is a question that I ask a lot of my guests. So if you could just roll with me. If you had younger Ezekiel right in front of you, like maybe middle school Ezekiel was standing right here. Hola, como tu estas chiquito? Tu estas bien? Okay, <laughs> vete para la escuela. No, but <laughs> if he was right in front of you, and he may be listening, you know, there may be a carbon copy of that younger, hungry, maybe slightly confused Ezekiel from LA, what are some words of advice that you have for him, knowing what you know now, maneuvering what you've maneuvered thus far in this Hollywood career as a Latino, as a Mexicano, as an actor, mm -hmm. as a human, but all those things, what are some words of advice that you have for him right now, because he's listening? Hmm. To be honest, I would just say, you know, we're still here. I didn't think I was gonna be alive by this time. Like, I'm 26 now. I'm like, I'm just very grateful to be alive and like, having a purpose to like change lives through my craft, like, you know, and like my fan base is going to be revolutionary like that, like people like that, like that grew up like that and like felt empty, lost. I just hope like, uh, you know, like I've, the people I love, you know, I would walk on glass for them and they know all the pain I've been through. Like, I don't, I don't stop. Like I'm gonna keep moving forward till we get to the top and I'm gonna bring everyone with me. I'm tearing up a little. <laughs> I just want to say uh, that was really beautiful. And I really feel it. Like, I feel it from you. You have a really good knack for like communicating your emotions. And I can see how spiritual of an animal you are. And you're so hungry. Yeah. And you're ready. I'm ready. I've arrived. 
<sighs> Y'all heard that? I'm not quite sure how to end the episode right now. Um, first, I'll try to get these this uh, stuff back in the tear ducts. Get back in there. <laughs> Do not come streaming down my face right now. I put on a ton of makeup. Okay. <laughs> Looking great. Thank you. Ezekiel, I really appreciate your honesty and your candidness and inviting us all into your world. Your world is impressive. It's remarkable. But the things that you must think about from your past, what you've overcome, what you still have to overcome, and really those, those thoughts of not being able to do what you're doing now and you considering all of this a gift is so beautiful, but it hurts at the same time a little bit because I know there's other Ezekiels out there that may be stuck in that, nah, I'll never be an actor or nah, I'm, I'm destined to be a construction worker or I'm destined to work in my parents' store for the rest of my life. And I hope that this interview is listened to and heard. Like, it's one thing to listen, but it's another thing to really hear it. Like, listen to this man's words. Anything is possible. The universe does bestow gifts upon us, but we, we really have to want them and put the desire out there. And it could be anything. I mean, I journal. I speak to the universe on a daily, if not hourly basis. I'd be like, yo, you heard? You heard <laughs> that? You heard? Okay, just checking. Um, but it's so important to give. Right. In order to receive. Receiving is nice, especially, I mean, we're in the time of the holidays and receiving. But giving is so much more fulfilling. I don't know if you guys, I mean, shaky, shaky voice, shaky <laughs> voice. Um, I don't know if you guys are in the spirit of not just gift giving. I mean, like it was just giving Tuesday, giving back to organizations, volunteering. There are soup kitchens in need. There are coat drives. There's so many ways to give during this time of year. Um, but just going back to you, Ezekiel, thank you for everything that you just gave us. You thank gave you me a me. lot of food for thought. Uh, that's why I love this job. Mm -hmm. I love what I do because every time I have a guest, I learn, mm -hmm. I'm extracting, I'm listening, and I'm like this Latina sponge right now, just like accepting all of that amazing, um, uh, these nuggets of information. Um, and also, I want to understand other people's perseverance and other people's roads to triumph, because I'm on my own road to triumph. That's right. And if I can take some, you know, some guidance, some directions, mm -hmm. you know, then I don't need to look up Apple Maps or Waze. I just, I have you. <laughs> I have people like you that sit in that seat that also give me and the Elueleros such gifts mm. on this show. Okay, we're going to wrap the episode like a gift under the tree. I want to thank Ezekiel Pacheco. Would you please tell everybody your handle so they could follow you? Yeah, uh, my Instagram is at Ezekiel Pacheco underscore. And uh, yeah, same everywhere else. I just want to say thank you so much for having me. It's a true blessing to be here. Thank you again. Thank you. You're a blessing. Inma, shout out to Inma. Yeah, shout out to my Oe. publicist, Inma. Yeah, <laughs> yo, Inma. Um, she's such a hard worker. Shout out to everybody out there doing their thing. Um, please check Ezekiel at the gates. It's out now. It's. Is there anything else that we can check you on? I mean, you've been doing some great interviews mm -hmm. for the film. Just Google Ezekiel. You'll see a bunch of great interviews and content and on the, my blog if you haven't seen that. Um, check that out. Anything else you want to plug before we wrap this up? No, you guys are going to be seeing a lot more of me. So thank you guys so much. Yeah. 
Yo, okay, well, make sure you follow us at We Are Latinos Out Loud. You can give us a call at 978-LATINOS. You can also follow this girl at Rachel La Loca, R-A-C-H-E-L, La Loca. Shout out to everybody at this network. Shout out to Kaba for waking up early on a Friday. Shout out to Mike. Shout out to Don, Rick, Joe. I'm sorry, John. I just called him Joe. John, everybody here at this network. And to the Eloeleros, everybody who's out there. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, Bundle up. It's cold out here on the East Coast. And on that note, we out.